Hey there, everyone. Please welcome the one, the only, Mrs. Kaya Arnu back to the pod. Kaya is a former colleague of mine who's transitioned from teaching middle school kiddos to high school kiddos. And like others in her situation, she explains how this transition isn't better or worse, but just different. In this conversation, we get into the nitty gritty of the age old debate. Is the current education system properly equipped in our high school students to live the adult lives they want to live? Or are we funneling them into the big old everyone must go to college machine to make numbers look good? Why aren't we properly preparing kiddos who know exactly what they want to do and that they don't want to go to college or university? Why aren't we getting them ready to earn a certificate program or a training program to be taken while in high school? These questions are things that we discussed in this episode. We also get into how minorities need to be able to decide for themselves whether or not they are safe mentally and physically in PWI spaces, that's a mouthful, or if they need to remove themselves completely. One option isn't better than the other, and we need to give people autonomy to make their own life choices. This is a great conversation with Kaya. I'm so glad to have been able to have it, and I'm so glad that you're listening as well. This is The Chronicles of Mr. I was at a charter where I was at a charter where that was like the focus of just like getting like, so they could have numbers to say, I felt, and let me speak. I felt as if it was just to be able to acquire numbers to say, Hey, 99% of our high school seniors graduated and went to college. How many of those 99% completed four years, didn't walk out or one completed the four years felt as if like they were prepared for those four years, prepared for like the first year of college, knew how to navigate, how to advocate for themselves, how we're able to articulate to a professor like, hey, this is what's going on with my life. I'm not asking for, um, you know, these ginormous concessions, but could this be done? Can this be to be able to know how to like have that interaction rather than know like, hey, I can't walk up to a professor because every teacher that I've had, has it's been their way or no way. So we don't teach our kids how to advocate or we say advocate, advocate, but then when they do, they get shut down. But like, there's so many students who, like you mentioned, know what they're passionate about, whether it be ice skating, figure skating, like, all right, this is what I want to do. If it's singing, this is how I want to go about doing it. If it's making music, this is how I want to do it. If it's art, you don't need to go to a, a four years university or college, acquire all this debt. And like you mentioned, if you're a first gener. Like myself, it's like, I don't have anyone who's done this. I don't know mm-hmm. how to navigate this. And if there isn't a person like walking me through it of like, hey, beware of this, beware of that. This is offered, but it's not the best choice for you because dot, dot, dot. Or, hey, these are some things to consider. You can make the decision for yourself. And they walk into these situations where they, it's just like they were not ready for it. And yeah. con- and then ultimately they don't and they don't stay there. And then. Yes. They're left with a, a, an, a ginormous debt. And even if the debt to someone else doesn't seem ginormous, if you have nothing or very little, anything that you, anything that you have to give up, that's not going to come back with some sort of, you know, ROI, then it's like, yeah, it is. It is a waste. It is a load that they have to carry. So yeah, it's just something yeah. now that you're in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about my nephew's experience. Cause I was, you know, he was sharing with me, like 
he is one of the hardest working students I've ever seen. You know, he, mm. during COVID, when, when there was virtual school, he would type essays on his phone, like 3,000 word essay on his phone. And I'm just like, man, this, this kid works hard. But, and he worked so hard to get the scholarship to go to the school, a uh, uh, expensive college, university in San Francisco. And then when he got there, w the obstacles that he had to overcome is he realized that uh, in his major, he is mm. one of the only black boy in the entire yeah. major. Yeah. Not only that, a lot of the students there are affluent East Asian students who came from neighborhoods and communities where they had a huge amount of resources that will advance them in that particular major, like mathematics or coding, right? So he was like, I feel so stupid. He would tell me things like, I feel so stupid. Like all these kids, they started learning coding since they were in second grade. I had no idea. I came in with a like a old raggedy laptop and they all came in with a MacBook. So he was just yeah. like sharing this with me. And it really, that really um, kind of brought down his confidence. Yeah. You know, and that was a huge challenge for him. And, and that was something he did not expect to see, you know, because that's also something we, we, we sometimes don't really talk about, like the type of transition that's not just workload, like from yeah. high school to college, but social, you know, social elements, you know, the, the disparity that you see coming from where you come from versus being in the same space with other people coming from different backgrounds. Um, how do you navigate that? That's really hard. That's yeah. tough. I'm sorry to hear that for him. Thank you. But it, it is the reality of it's not merely, can I pay for this? It's also one of, do you feel as if you have a community around you that's going to support you so that if, not if, when there's a mistake made, like you're free to make that mistake. Like to know that you can go to college and if you flunk a class, that it's not the end of the world. But for some, it's like, I have to pass this because I don't have the funds to take this a second yeah. time. I don't have the, nor do I have the funds and the time to, to not do get this right the first time, knowing that, Hey, this is four years in four years. I need to get out so that I can start paying back these loans that I've taken out to be here. And that means I have to acquire a job and that if I'm going to acquire, like all these things that are, that come into play that for others, it's like, like you mentioned, I have just my, <laughs> my old laptop and you're coming in with your new PC because you can't afford it. So that's one less thing that you're thinking about. Whereas me, yeah, I've got to, they, they got to worry about them, uh, worry about those things. Ooh, yeah. that's also like, so do you know how your nephew is then getting like the support he needs in order to continue? Cause you mentioned, um, it's up in San Francisco or is he getting it? Yeah. So he actually had to, uh, he, he decided to not continue with that school. Okay. You know, he, he also talked about how he kind of experienced, um, more specifically an anti-blackness culture, mm -hmm. you know? So he decided to return back to New York and he's going to continue his, um, school education there education there yeah got it but he i think 
several things he tried to find a community. You know, he tried to join um, the Black Student Association or, or stuff like that. But he, he just mentioned because of his specific, the specific community that he came from mm-hmm. is so different from um, the community that, that, that's in that particular school. So he just didn't feel like he fit in. Um, and sometimes that happens, you know, sometimes you go does. to school that mm-hmm. it's not, doesn't feel like there's part of you yeah. and it's, it's okay to switch schools. You know, it happens. People do it, it all does. the time. That's why we switch jobs. It does. <laughs> yeah. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. You could be somewhere <laughs> where the majority or even the minority of folks, you know, really support you. But if you feel like. Hey, yesterday, yesterday's price is not today's price. That I, that's something that I can no longer pay. And therefore I'm going to go elsewhere, somewhere where it's not going to be that, where you will be lauded, you will be cured, you will be nurtured so that you can flourish. And yeah, that's something that we got to help our young people see as well too. Of like, just because you got into a spot doesn't mean you can't leave that spot. And that's not a bad thing. Like you don't need to sacrifice yourself to be somewhere or at the expense of yourself to continue being someplace. So if your nephew feels like, you know what, that wasn't for him, you know, kudos to him for recognizing that at such a, a, a young age to know that him going back or somewhere where he would be in a space where he is uh, appreciated and lifted up. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I hope he does well. We'll root it for him. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you doing at the moment knowing um, that you're in a new space, how are you able to connect with others? Um, Has that been difficult for you? That has been, well, connecting on the not so deep level has been, you know, that's, that's fairly easy, but I think Mm -hmm. it goes back to, I I think now I definitely um, appreciate the, the time that I had at GCS where I know, I know I complain. <laughs> I know in the past, I definitely complained about, oh man, we don't have enough recess. But now I'm in high school. I realize uh, there is no recess. Okay. There's no recess in high school. That does not exist. So mm. students go from class to class to class to class all day. They have five minutes transition between every class. And at first I thought, oh, is it just this school? Is it just this network? And according to my principal who had taught in different high schools, she said, no, it's just high school. I was like, okay, so high school kids get no recess. Okay. What does that mean? That means you have no time to socialize. You have no time to breathe. You have no time to engage in less serious conversation to build connection with people. And that's the same for teachers, right? Like I love when I have on my 15 minutes break between classes, I can stand outside of my room and chat with a few individuals like, Hey, how's your day going? Da, 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 da. I cannot yeah. do that. No. I'm in the classroom and I'm cleaning out and I'm starting class again. Yeah. <laughs> and after, at the end of the day, everybody is have a pile of things they got to do. They got to grade. Uh, they got to prepare for tomorrow's lesson. So there's a very, a very minimal amount of time for socialization. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part I really miss 
you know, having been able to just chit chat with teachers throughout the day, you know, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was, I was, I was just thinking about that. (laughs) And you're right about that. The, the, that those non instructional moments, like you mentioned, were the moments where Honestly, I was able to connect. I know for myself, but speaking for myself, able to connect with you, able to connect with other teachers who, who likewise chose, let me step out of the classroom so that it signaled to whoever, like, hey, I'm, I'm not going to be a hermit. And if I need a hermit to be a hermit sometimes, that's okay, but it's not an everyday sort of thing. Um, that then it was like, hey, door is open. Come on in. Let's, let's talk. Or, hey, the kiddos are transitioning to, to art. So the enemy with Miss Arnu that says to you, like, hey, can can we can we connect? Um, and if I step into your classroom and you step into mine, am I do taking that time to connect with you, or am I just like head down and gotta go to work, gotta go to work, gotta go to work? Um And I could see if you're a new teacher and you don't know to take those moments to breathe, take those moments to connect with the veteran teachers or, or a teacher who knows that system. And knows how to create those moments or says like, Hey, this is when you can do that. That that's, that's tough. Yeah. Like and I'm, we I'm have... recognizing that I'm mirroring you right now. I'm just like, wow, my head. <laughs> yeah. Like the only time I really get to see and maybe chat with my colleagues is Friday during PD time. Right. Mm-hmm. During the week, you see them in the hallway, you say hi. You see them in the break room at lunch, you say hi. But the 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 actual, you know, like a few, maybe two hours chunk of time that you can engage is mm-hmm. once a week. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I now value, well, I value, I always value recess. I think recess is important. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Why high school kids don't get recess? I think it's good for everybody. <laughs> you meant more recess everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there are still kids. They are 14, no, 15, yeah, 15 to 18 year old kids. Yeah. Kids need to be able to have those kind of downtime. Agreed. You know, and then Agreed. we have very similar issue where a lot of kids skip meal, meals because school lunch mm. is generally terrible. Mm. So I have kids who don't eat breakfast, come to school all day, skip lunch until end of. So I'm just like, how do you have energy? Like, of yeah. course you're gonna be putting your head down in class. Of course, by the fourth and fifth period, you're like, you know, you're, you're like. You, you're drained. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to recharge. And, and I think that's the, that's, that's one of the biggest thing issue I have with the way schools are set up in, in America is this really lack of care to physical needs of our students. And I think physical and mental comes hand in hand. You know, if you don't take care of the physical, it's going to affect the mental period. And vice versa. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes. I agree with you, Kaya. I agree with you. Uh, I think it's why we're on the we're on the same wavelength of our kids just need to be permitted to be kids. 
and to trust that if they are permitted to be kids, they will flourish. They'll do great on many things. But um, I think that is, it's not something, I don't think it's something that the folks who have the say believe. And it, yeah. it's like a lot of the times the folks who have the say, the ultimate say are not folks who were ever teachers and spent time in a classroom to see, to see it. And so I think there needs to be, in, like you were mentioning about the credentials and degrees and whatever, whatever, it's, man, the people who are making the decision seem to be always the people who are furthest away from the classroom. That is absolutely facts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just come into the classroom and see how these kids, like, live. Yeah. Right? Like, let's talk about how social media is distracting entire generations from engaging with each other in mm. person. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> what is bringing you joy? Mm. Because we um, as educators, it, there's just so many things that could potentially bring us down. But if we're not taking some moments to intentionally know like, Hey, there are a lot of things that stink, <laughs> but there are some things that are great. Let me acknowledge the things that are great. What's bringing you joy or, or bring you happiness or peace right there? Absolutely. Thank you for that question. Um, anytime, um, what makes me feel the, the like joy is to see kids take pride in something mm, mm. And, and see them being able to just show a little bit of themselves in the work they do. That really, um, that makes me feel like, okay, I, I have a purpose here. Like I, I've, I've done something right. And like, I think I see that, you know, when I started teaching this year, I had to, because last year they had a very inconsistent year, with, particularly with my subject. They had a long club all year. They didn't really have um, consistent visual arts instruction. So I kind of had to come in to clean up, right? So when I had to come in to clean up, um, I had to kind of start with the very fundamental stuff in terms of lessons. So I started with these skills and technique and I transitioned into content and theme like what is it that you're going to create and when I made that transition into what is it that you're going to create what story you're going to tell that's when I start see them give me more of themselves they start to show mm. me more about who they are their personality their life story and I learned so nice. much about these students from from that process and when they're able to do that, I feel like this is what I'm here for. Like, yes, I'm here to give you this knowledge, but I'm also mm -hmm. here to give you space where you can use this knowledge that you just learned to navigate the world and tell me who you are, what you are about. Awesome. So when the students are able to take pride in doing something, like I had one of these kids, he told me about this Mexican TV character. <laughs> so so he, he wanted to create this piece of artwork around this famous Mexican TV character that everybody knows. Like anybody mm -hmm. who's Mexican knows who this person is. You know, he's okay. like this 
this is so and so. Like if you ask any Mexican person, they will tell you so and so. So he would tell me like what the show is about, da da da, da. and and he would be so proud. And he's one of those trouble like problematic student who constantly gets yeah. in trouble. He he's always in detention, but he worked so hard to complete that project. And he would stay. He would come to my office hour in after school, and he would take so much time just to draw that character. I'm just like yo. No matter what turns out, even if you don't complete, you get an A plus right away because I see you put in the work. Like I see. I see you put in the work, you know. And he took so much pride in that, and and that just、mm. made me feel like, yes, you're, you're, that's it. This is all I need. This is all I need. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. And for that kiddo to feel safe enough to open up. To let all that out, to let you see that, and allow you to then also like pour into that as well is is a blessing. Kudos to you. I don't know who the kid is, but I'm hoping、uh, they're they're able to get it done. And yeah, the smile on your face is saying it all. So yeah, great job yeah. to them. Great job to them. That's awesome. Ah, <sighs> at at some point,、um, the other teacher that you mentioned, she'll be on the the podcast as well. Because yeah, it's a. It's a small world. It's a small world <laughs> of knowing somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. Now we, now we. That's <laughs> funny because how we found out is she was like, "Wait, you know Uli?" I was like, "Yeah." And she said, "Oh, because I see your name on his podcast." And I was like, "Wait, is this the same Kaya?" So we just like,、oh, "Okay, we know we know the same person." <laughs> nice, awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, she'll be on the podcast in the future too. Yeah, so folks, what I am taking from this conversation with the fabulous Miss Arnu is, there are moments of joy that are going to be created between you and your kiddos, but also what I'm hearing is, particularly for high school kiddos, we got to get them ready for life after high school, and that doesn't always mean、um, going to college. It means being prepared for what they're going to encounter there. And for our black and brown kiddos, knowing that if you're gonna go attend a PWI, a predominantly white institution, like you're not gonna always be received with open arms. And if you need to leave, that's okay. And if you're a person who's like, "Hey, I want to stick it out and I want to institute some changes," that's great as well. But to know that you have that, or knowing that you have the tools to be able to operate in that space, is、uh, is super important. And I think finally, too, also part of the conversation of university may not be for everyone. Yeah, and another thing, I also sometimes I struggle to be in that conversation because I want to be able to articulate well, but sometimes I don't know how to. Is when I hear kids talk about the purpose of life in general is to make a lot of money, right? Because、mm. that's kind of like what our society portrays. You know, what's considered successful. So when I hear statements like that, it, it makes it. I wanted to share with them, like, really, the purpose in life is how you contribute to your immediate community in a positive way.、Mm-hmm. Like, you can make, you can be the richest man in the world, but all of your money came from doing dirt. Then what is what is really the purpose there? You know, and、yeah. also you gotta be happy doing what you do, like. Being able to feel to, like you say, find joy in what you do, feel happy, and not do something just because it's what people expected of you or because it makes a lot of money. And I feel like 
it's so hard to teach that because it does not, they don't see that in all these platforms that they are, you know, getting from, like they don't see it on social media. This is not what's being portrayed. This is not what's being promoted. What's being promoted is make a lot of money, buy a lot of things, you're successful. You have a big house, you are successful. But if you have a big house and you're the only person living in there, what is the point, right? So it's like, I, I feel like that's the hardest thing that for me to deliver to these kids, what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's a tough it's a tough mission to be on of showing kiddos showing kiddos something else than what the algorithm is pushing towards them. Yes. And all the things that we can all the things they may have in their heads versus the reality of when you put the screen down and you're interacting with another human being, how important that is. You could have a degree but if you're a jerk and you don't know how to speak with a person, know how to commu communicate your thoughts in such a way that it's received, and also knowing that, yeah, just because you know big words, if the other person on the other side of the conversation is just like, all of this is flying over their head, what good is that? And like you mentioned, if I've got all the money in the world, but it's earned in such a way that it's because I'm an evil person, then what really is the value of all that, of all of, all of that? So. A lot of things to consider. And if you are an educator listening to this, I would love to say that all the answers are going to be provided here on the podcast. They're not. <laughs> this will give you some tools. <laughs> we'll talk about a couple of things. But um, I I'm, I'm glad to be able to be in this work with people such as yourself and people such as Monica who are looking to exact some change, even if that can be with one student who's really into this Mexican artist that they know about and want to, to share it. So, um, yeah, all the answers are not provided here, but we'll, we'll discuss and see if we can come up with some solutions. So Kaya, thank you so very much for this conversation it was very much appreciated to anyone who's listening. Thank you for listening as well. This has been another episode of the Chronicles of Mr. I'm Mr. Pierre. She's Miss Arnu. Thanks for listening. y'all. Thank you. Hey there, everyone. Thanks so very much for listening to this part of the conversation. Please drop a message. Let me know what you thought. Thanks for listening. The next part dropping soon.